Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Faster, boy, faster! I'll Silver! The warden of the territorial prison was seated behind a huge desk that almost covered one end of his office. Before him stood the Lone Ranger. Then you really believe in this honor parole system. Is that right, warden? Of course I do. I've believed in it for years. If I recall correctly, you tried to establish it here in the territory some time ago, didn't you? I've been trying ever since I was first appointed warden. Now the governor's told me to go ahead and give it a trial. Is that why you sent for me? No, not exactly. I sent for you because I'm in a tough predicament. I need your help. What's the trouble? Well, the first man I'm going to parole under this honor system is a lifer. He's already done 20 years. Good behavior? Excellent. And I think he deserves another chance. He does, and I want to give it to him. But I'm afraid of what might happen. Well, what do you mean? Ever hear of Shorty Smith? Smith? That's a rather common name, I think. Oh, wait a minute. One of the trustees is bringing Smith to the office. I think they're coming now. I want you to hear what he has to say. Do you mind waiting in that room? You can leave the door open enough to see and hear. No, not at all. You'll understand what I mean when you hear what he has to say. I'll wait. Come in. Convict Smith, Warden. Oh, very well. You may wait outside. Yes, sir. 
Well, Shorty, you wonder why I've sent for you? Twenty years in this place, Warden. I stopped wondering about anything. I wish I could be sure of that. Why? Because I'm going to set you free, Shorty. Free on parole. I was framed into here in the first place. I didn't kill Matt Sarkey. Shorty, for just a minute, I'm going to talk as just a private citizen, not as the warden. I agree with you. I think you were framed. And why? But I'm not a judge or a jury. I never have been. It all happened 20 years ago. Sarkey's dead. So is your old boss, Tom Bowen. Now, the best thing for you to do is forget it and start clean. I see what you mean. Will you give me your word, Shorty? You mean that I'll stay out of trouble? You know what I mean. Tom Sarkey, Matt's son, is working on some spread over in Cottonwood Basin. Now, I don't want you to hunt him up and carry on that old feud. I'll give you my word that I won't go gunning for Tom Sarkey, if that's what you mean. That's good enough for me, Shorty. Just remember you're on your honor. And I'm betting my own chips on you, too. Thanks, Warden. Here's your parole notice. And here's my hand. That's wishing you a lot of luck. Thanks. I'm no good on fancy speeches, Warden. I don't want to hear any. Goodbye, Shorty. I... Goodbye. Well, what do you think? I think you made a very good choice for the first man to be paroled under the new system. I liked his looks. I told him the truth. I do think he was railroaded into here. You said I could help you, Warden. How? Well, you're riding south, aren't you? Yes, Tonto, Dan, and I are heading in that general direction. I'm afraid Shorty's going to break his word. You want me to keep an eye on him. Is that it? Would you? You've helped me before, and I hate to ask. I'll be glad to help. Will Smith be likely to go to any particular ranch? He might head for the Bar S. That's Tom Bowen's old spread. I think his daughter's running it now. Thanks. I'll look it over. I... I don't know what to say... Got a hunch I'm asking you to trail an ex-convict that's been on murder. On the other hand... Suppose we let Shorty Smith decide that. Adios, Warden. A short time later, the Lone Ranger reined up his horse sharply on the campsite where Tonto and Dan were waiting for him. Ho, 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 ho. We expected you sooner. Everything's packed. We're ready to move. Good. We have an important job to do. What is it? Helping a man keep his word of honor. Otto. Uh Uh-huh. How far south is Cottonwood Basin? Cottonwood? Mm, That's pretty far. Ride three, maybe four days. That's where we're heading. Get your horses. Come here, boy. Come, Scout. I don't understand. How can we help a man keep his word? That remains to be seen, Dan. We'll find out later. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. The only mark of 20 years' unjust imprisonment was in Shorty Smith's heart. He did bear a grudge, he admitted that. A grudge against Matt Sarkey, who was dead now, and against his son, who was somewhere in Cottonwood Basin. He reined his horse to a halt and looked out over the broad valley that was the only home he had ever known. Oh, oh now. Valley hasn't changed much. Wonder where that sidewinder Tom Sarkey's hanging his hat. I'd like to 
Uh, warden says I'm on my honor. Well, whoever's running the Bowen place won't do any harm to mosey down there. They might be able to use an extra hand. Roundup time's pretty close. Get up. Linda Bowen was young, but not too young to run the Bar-S ranch. Now she was worried, and there were anxious lines in her face as she idly watched a nondescript cowpuncher ride up to the ranch house. Oh, oh! Howdy, ma'am. Howdy. Wonder if I could see the boss of this spread. Well? Where is he? You're talking to the boss. What is it you want? You mean you? Well, I'll be talking. Well, what's wrong? <laughs> Is it so unusual for a woman to operate a cattle ranch? Oh, no, not for a woman to run one, ma'am. But a young girl like you... I'm 23 years old and fully able to do the job. Now, what is it you want? I'm not a saddle tramp, ma'am. I'm a cowhand. I thought maybe you could... Well, yes, I, I can use another hand. But I can't afford to pay as much as some of the other places do. How much? 40 a month and keep. Oh, sounds fair enough. All right. You can check in over at the bunkhouse. The foreman and the boys are working the South Range. They'll be back at supper time. Thank you, ma'am. What's your name? Name? Why, uh... Well... You have a name, haven't you? I guess you'd better call me Tex. Tex what? Oh, that's all, just Tex. All right. I guess this is just my day to hire people with single names. About an hour ago, I hired on a young boy. He calls himself Dan. Just Dan. That's so. You'll find him in the bunkhouse. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I have two names. Linda Bowen. Did you say Bowen? Linda Bowen? You seem surprised. I am, a little bit. I knew Tom, your pa. You knew Dad? Oh, I'm so glad you're here, Tex. So I... am I, ma'am. I'm awful glad to be here. Well, I'll see you at supper time. Hello, kid. Who are you? My name's Dan. Oh, yeah. Miss Linda told me about you. Just signed on with this outfit, didn't you? Mm, about an hour ago. Saw you in a trail this morning and figured you were heading for the bar S. We? Who's we? Uh, I mean, my pony and me. Oh. Well, you should have given me a hail. We could have ridden in together. <laughs> my handle's Tex. Or, uh, or Shorty. Or anything you want to call me. <laughs> All right, Shorty. You know anything about this spread, kid? Well, just what I found out since I've been here. I've been talking to the cook. Yeah? Well, Miss Bowen's in a lot of trouble. How's that? Well, all her stock is dying off for no reason at all. Hmm. I thought she looked kind of worried-like when I asked her for a job. What's wrong with the stock? Well, nobody knows. The outfit's in the middle of spring roundup now. And so far, they found over 200 steers lying dead on the range. Well, that's bad. Well, cook says they've had a vet look over the range and test the soil and grass... There's nothing wrong. But the cattle are still dying. Must be some reason for it. Who's the foreman here? I don't know. You and I are new hands. I guess we'll meet everybody in the outfit at supper time. The foreman of the Bar S was a large man. Big, brawny, and tough, he ramrodded the cow hands constantly 
But Linda Bowen could find no fault with this because whatever his tactics, he managed to get a great amount of work accomplished with a very few men. He was in the front room of the ranch house now, speaking to Linda while they waited the cook's call to supper. I'm sorry, Miss Bowen, but there just ain't any answer to it. We found 40 more dead steers on the south range today. I know it. If it keeps on this way, I won't have any cattle to ship. That means no money. I'll lose the ranch. Uh, I'm awful sorry. Well, there's nothing you can do. No other ranch in the basin is having this trouble. Even that little spread, the 8 bar 8, is shipping more stock than we are. I hadn't heard about it. Well, there's no use crying about it. Let's go to supper. Oh, I forgot something. I hired a couple of new hands today. I'll introduce you. Boys, Dan, Tex, come here. Yes, ma'am. This is Tom Sarkey, the foreman. Oh, glad to know you, honey. And Tex, this is Tom Sarkey. Sarkey? Sarkey's the foreman on your ranch? Tex, you mean you hired this saddle bum, that, this convict? Convict? Yes, convict. His name's not Tex. It's Shorty Smith, the coyote that murdered my pa 20 years ago. No, you must be mistaken. Giving you one minute to clear out, Smith. Get off this range and stay off. If it wasn't for a promise I've made, Sarkey, I'd draw my gun and drill you before you could pull that trigger. Boy, you... Is it true, Tex? Or Shorty, or whatever your name is? About being a convict, I mean? Well, that part of it's true, Miss Linda. But I, I can... And you told me you were a good friend of Dad's. I was. Dad didn't know any convicts. I guess Sarkey's right. You'd better go. Come on, Shorty, I'm going with you. Oh, kid, you don't have Come to... on. You're right, Dan. I am an ex-convict. I'm out on parole now. I know it. You know? Sure. And so does someone else who wants to help you. Who's that? He was out here by the corral just a few minutes ago. I was talking to him just before he came into supper. I don't understand, kid. Listen. Come on, let's saddle our horses and follow him. That's the Lone Ranger. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. Dan and Shorty Smith rode hard as they followed the Lone Ranger. And a few moments later, they reined up their horses beside a campfire where the masked men and Tonto were resting. Here they are. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. I thought that was you following me, Dan. Who's with you? Shorty. Come on. This is the Lone Ranger. Gone. I've been in prison for a long time. Even in there, I heard stories about you. I, I never thought you were real. Well, I'm real, Shorty. What happened, Dan? Why did you follow me? We had to leave. Miss Bowen asked us to. The foreman told her about Shorty being in prison. Who's the foreman? Tom Sarkey. The son of the man the law says I shot. But I didn't do it. He's a lion, no good. I agree with you, Shorty. I've done some investigating about Mr. Sarkey. Yeah? How come you... I was interested. I started as soon as Dan went to work at the bar yesterday. That's something else I can't figure out. If Dan here's a friend of yours... What was he doing hiring on his chore boy at the bar S? Keeping a promise I made. Uh, what do you know about all these bar S steers? 
that have been found dead on the range? Nothing. All I know is what I heard the hands talking about. Dan heard the same thing. Well, tell me, Shorty. Did you get a close look at any of those dead cattle? A couple of them that had been hauled into the corral. What do you think killed them? I don't know. I've seen a lot of dead steers in my time. The only ones I've ever seen that looked like these had died from eating poisoned grass. Yes, I thought so, too. But I understand Miss Bowen has had the grass and soil tested. That's what they say. Shorty, there's a mystery here that needs explaining. I looked over a herd of the bar steers that were grazing on the West Range this afternoon. Were they sick-looking? Most of them were very thin and scrawny. Hardly able to stand. Well, then the critters must be eating bad grass all over the spread. Something's wrong. And it all adds up to Miss Linda losing her ranch. We've got to find the answer. Do you know where there's good grazing land someplace out of Cottonwood Basin? Why, well, no little valley on the other side of the slope. It's got the sweetest grass a steer ever chewed. Good. How far away is it? Oh, about uh, 30, 40 miles. Here, Silver. Otto. Uh, we gonna ride? Yes, Dan. Not that fire, will you? Sure. Now it's dark. There's no moon. Good night for the four of us to do a little cattle rustling. Steady, Silver. Cattle rustling? Why, I thought you... I mean, I've always heard... Steady, boy. Well, whose cattle are we going to rustle? A couple of those bar steers I saw today. Uh, I don't get the idea. But, but I'm trailing along. Ready, Tonto? Uh-huh. Be ready. We'll head for the West Range, but not too close to the ranch house. Come on, Silver. Come up, scout. Four horsemen, Tonto, Dan, Shorty Smith, and the Lone Ranger, rode north for a few miles, then swung over to the floor of Cottonwood Basin in the western part of the Bar S Range. It was an unusually dark night, and before they realized it, they were close by a herd of Bar S stock that was bedded down. Oh, listen, oh, 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 oh. Now be as quiet as you can. Some of the Bar S hands might be on the prowl. Tonto. Oh. Can you cut a couple of these steers out from the herd? Oh, oh wait. Better let me do it. Me and my pony talk the same lingo those critters do. All right, Shorty, go ahead. Get two of the leanest ones. Those that look the worst. Yeah. Get up, boss. Ah, uh, that man no cattle. His pony handles steers plenty good. Gee, I'll say. Look how he's nudging those two away from the herd. We can just get them off this range and over to that valley without anyone seeing us. These two all right? Fine. Now, how do we head for the valley you told me about? You know I'm right, Sheriff. Heard the critters thrashing around. Steers don't do that when they're batted down. Sarky. We'll be all right if the cattle just keep quiet. You're a logo, Sarky. Steers liable to do anything. Sarky and the Sheriff. And this is one time when I'm not anxious to see a lawman. Just the same. does it. Now we've got to run for it. Then Tonto, help Shorty herd those steers. Keep them ahead of you. Head north. Ah, we help. Rustlers. Right over there. I'm going to let them have one. Get moving. I'll make some noise and try to lead them off. All right, you critters, move. Wait, they're over here. Come on, Silver. We've got to dodge bullets and attract attention at the same time. Come on, boy. Here he goes, the wrestler. Faster, Silver. Faster. late the following afternoon before the four riders and the two exhausted steers arrived in the little valley that Shorty had headed for. Because of Silver's superior speed, the Lone Ranger had easily outdistanced the Bar S foreman and the sheriff. The little party rode toward what was evidently an abandoned line camp. And there the Lone Ranger called a halt. Oh, 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 oh. I don't think you'll be bothered here. Oh, not a chance. 
You mind telling me what the whole idea is? It's just this, Shorty. There's good water here and good grazing. I want to keep those cattle here for about two weeks. If they fatten up away from the Bar S range, it proves the answer is down there. If they don't, it's a disease that's spreading through all of Miss Bowen's stock. A good idea. Who stays here with the steers? You do. Otto and Dan will come with me. You see, I want to find out a few more things about Tom Sarkey. The only thing you'll find out about him is that he's a sidewinder. Proving it's another matter. Will you be all right here? Sure. I've got grub in my saddlebags, and that shack's plenty good enough to sleep in. We'll be back in about ten days or two weeks. The cattle should show some improvement by that time. They like it already. Look at them crop-led grass. I hope they keep it up. We'll see you later, Shorty. Goodbye, Shorty. So long, kid. Come on, sir. Get him up. Come. For the first few days in the valley, Shorty Smith neither saw nor heard another human being. The steers grazed contentedly while the old cowman spent the time mending his saddle gear. On the morning of the sixth day, he sighted some distant riders who were evidently combing the surrounding hills in search of someone. Shorty stayed in the shack that day, and by nightfall, the riders were gone. In the days that followed, he noticed that the two steers were becoming fat and sleek. It confirmed the suspicions of the Lone Ranger. Whatever was killing Linda Bowen's cattle was on the Bar S ranch. Shorty reached this conclusion just as he was saddling his horse for an exercise run. As he started to mount, his eye caught a slight movement in the bushes beyond the cabin. In a fraction of a second, he reached for his gun, but he wasn't fast enough. Reach, you hombre. All right. What are you going to do about it? This is where them critters are. Rustler, huh? What do you think? Yes, what I expected. Told the sheriff I'd lay ten to one it was you. The looks of those steers have changed some, haven't they? You want to make something out of it? Uh, not with that gun in my face. You're holding the cards, deal. The rights I ought to plug you like the sneaking rustler you are. But I'm going to let you go, Smith. And if you're smart, you'll hightail it out of the country. Getting them steers back is more important than I am, ain't it? That's my business, Smith. Now climb on that cayuse of yours and get out of here. Move! All right. When you get them back to the bar, I show them to Miss Linda. She'd like to know what happens to her stock when you ain't meddling with it. Move! Get up. Shorty was reasonably certain that Tom Sarkey hadn't been alone when he discovered the cattle in the Hidden Valley. And he also knew that men of Sarkey's brand would much rather kill in ambush than eye to eye. As he heeled his bronco along the trail to the Bar S, his guess proved right. Suddenly a rifle bullet sang dangerously close to his head. You've got to do some fancy dodging, boy. Stretch them legs. The rifle fire continued for almost a mile and then ceased. Shorty hoped he'd outrun the ambush, but he wasn't certain until he rounded a bend in the trail and had to pull up short to prevent running head-on into three horsemen. The Lone Ranger, Dan, and Tonto. Oh, oh! Shorty! Sharky! He found the hideout, pulled a gun on me, and took the steers. So he came after them. The evidence would have been too much. He's smarter than I thought. Maybe if the four of us took a back that trail... That won't be necessary, Shorty. I know exactly where he's going with those cattle, and we'll be there waiting for him. I've already told the sheriff. I don't understand. I'll explain it later. Right now, we have some ground to cover. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Pushing their horses to the utmost, the riders reached the western range of the Barres Ranch within two hours. There they waited behind a small hill that overlooked a gaunt and worn herd of Barres stock. The animals were so weak and listless, they hardly moved. Shorty saw Linda and the sheriff waiting behind another hill. He wanted to call to them, but the Lone Ranger motioned for silence. They didn't have long to wait. Within a few minutes, Tom Sarkey appeared at the other end of the range, driving ahead of him the two steers he had recovered from Shorty. 
He herded them into the group of listless cattle and was about to spur his mount toward the distant ranch house when the Lone Ranger called to him. Just a minute, Sarky. Hey, what the... Better put that gun back in leather. Fast. Who are you? Put down the gun. All right, Shorty Tonto. Shorty Smith? It's a frame up... I warned you. Oh, my... You asked for it. Say, no outlaw... Shooting was your idea, Sarky. All right, Sheriff, here's your man. That was some of the fanciest shooting I've ever seen, stranger. What's the meaning of all this? The sheriff wouldn't tell me. Shorty, you and this masked outlaw. He's no outlaw, Miss Bowen. Tom Sarkey, can you explain it? No, I can't, Miss Bowen. Just out here looking over the stalk when all of a sudden this gang rushed me. You could explain what you were really doing, Sarkey. I've already told her. Not the truth. Miss Bowen, you've had quite a bit of trouble with your stock lately. Isn't that right? I've lost almost half of it. Mr. Sarkey can tell you the reason. See the salt cakes you keep for the cattle? Yes. They've been treated with arsenic. That's the reason so many of your cattle are dead. Arsenic? Well, I'll and be... And Sarkey's a man who's been behind it. Is this true, Sarkey? Have you been poisoning my stock? No, it's a lie. Why would I do anything like that, Miss Bowen? Well, I don't know. I... Because he secretly owns the 8 Bar 8 Ranch a few miles up the valley. The more of your cattle he poisoned, the greater chance he had to market his own stock. Hey, you low-down sneaking snake. Feeding arsenic to cattle. I ought to... Never mind, Shorty. I'll take care of him. The sheriff has some good news for you, Shorty. News? He uncovered some new evidence on the case for which you were sent to prison. I'm sure you won't be on parole any longer. What I know of the warden and the governor, it'll mean a full pardon. I don't know what to say. He said all that was necessary when you kept your promise to the warden. You'll handle Sarkey, won't you, Sheriff? With pleasure. Good. Here, Silver. Steady, big fella. Ready, Tonto, Dan? Uh-huh. Sure. I think our job's done. And you have one that's just beginning, Shorty. Job? Miss Bowen needs a good foreman for the bar, S. I don't know where she'd find a better one. Adios. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Get out. He's right, Shorty. The job's waiting for you. Will you take it? Will I? Miss Bowen, you've hired yourself a foreman. No, there's only one thing that puzzles me. Who are they? That boy, Dan, and the man with the mask. All I know about the boy is that his name is Dan. The masked man is the best friend an old cowhand like me ever had. He's the Lone Ranger.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 